1: Escape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on BSN, the Sports Betting
2: Network. We continue betting across America, presented by MGM, Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds right here at Circus Sportsbook for the next three hours. We got you covered. Picking it up for Femi and Amal. Wes, we've got a great show on deck. Of course, uh, Mike Peranio. We're going to hear from him in this very first hour. Of course, the Sportsbook manager over at Mandalay Bay. Jordan Bianchi is going to join us in the next hour to talk all things Daytona 500, something that you and Jordan can uh, certainly educate yours truly on. Can't wait to get your thoughts on that. Andy Molliter is going to join us as well. Uh, He is the director of content at Spurts. so we'll catch up with Andy. And then Aaron Torres in the last hour to break down everything going on in college basketball. It's already been a very busy Saturday in the world of college basketball. Curious, did you have anything uh, early? I was watching the Kentucky game here against Alabama where they were getting destroyed Early, not only have they come all the way back, I think the closing number was six. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now they're up by nine with about two minutes to play in regulation. So Big Blue looking pretty good.
1: Yeah, early on, I uh, had to have a little sweat with Illinois up at Michigan State. Illinois closed uh, two-point favorites, two and a half at MGM. They did get it done, 79-74. We are just now final in Winston-Salem, Wake Forest over Notre Dame, 79-74. Texas Tech by uh, five points here. Two seconds left to go. Going to sweep the Texas long wow. And so – Chris Beard uh, against his old school going to get swept. Maybe they'll meet in the big 12 tournament here in a few weeks, but 60 to 55, two seconds left to go. Kentucky has pulled away 90 to 78 or 90 to 81, rather 37 seconds left. All the money came in on Alabama, Kentucky shorthanded handed today. No tie tie Washington, no Savier Wheeler. So no problem though for Kentucky as they look like they're going to get the sweep over the tie.
2: Yeah. Really impressive watching Kentucky. And of course did the last couple of days here with Matt humans, a big fan of big blue this year. They, they they just feel like you and I talked about it. early in the season here. I always say you better get Kentucky earlier. You might not get them late. It can be very dangerous in this NCAA tournament. We'll talk much more about that uh, later on the program. We do have a couple games going on right now in progress. Wes, one of them I want to pick your brain on. Auburn, Florida, first half. They are, are at halftime, I believe, right now. Very low scoring affair mm-hmm. here in that first half. Uh, what do you make of this Auburn team right now, currently ranked second in the nation? Yeah,
1: I ended up taking Florida today. First half and game, half and half. They're up 22 to 21. By the way, Auburn for the second half, minus three and a half, 73 on the total. So minus two and a half basically adjusted for the full game. Florida has gotten Colin Castleton back, their mm-hmm. big guy. And look, this is a team that plays a little bit of a slower tempo. Obviously, Auburn, they like to press and force you into turnovers, uh, a very high tempo team. But I thought this was going to be a little bit of a tough matchup for the tigers. Tigers got to number one on the season. They're still leading the sec, but you know, they haven't really run away from teams. They got away from Texas A&M Saturday, but didn't cover against Vanderbilt kind of got some distance late, but you know, you just get to that point of the season where it's like going so well, and you're going to hit a little bit of a rough patch. Maybe it is today, for the Auburn Tigers, who are still in the driver's seat, by the way, in the SEC 12-1, and the one good thing for Auburn is they don't have to go to Lexington. No. They only had to play Kentucky once this year, and probably you don't want to go to Lexington because once this team gets healthy, especially when Washington gets back, also Wheeler – this team's going to be pretty darn good. You mentioned how Kentucky, you want to get them early. Boy. Usually, but but they peaked a lot earlier they this did. season. They peaked in January. Usually in March, it's like, okay, Cal's got his young guys, all his five stars, his one and duns together. But this isn't a team of one and duns this year. This is a team of a couple one and duns. He's always going to have that. But you've got the transfer to the he's, front, front runner for the wooden award what right a now. Player. Uh, who transferred from West Virginia. And you've just got a lot of veteran leadership. Xavier Wheeler was a transfer from mm-hmm. Georgia. Combine them with the five-star guys like Ty Ty Washington, and then Keon Brooks is a veteran. So Kentucky uh, looking very good. And certainly, you know, this is around the time where you start to see progress, but we've already seen it with this team.
2: Yeah, it's a good point because normally, uh, like we say with Kentucky, you say look at a team like Michigan, right, that we had high hopes for at the beginning of the year, really got out of the gate slowly, and now they're starting to round into shape. Kentucky's been there. Kind of all year. Could be a very dangerous team uh, for Kentucky backers come NCAA tournament time. Looking up, seeing Iowa, speaking of the Big Ten, like Michigan, Iowa against Ohio State right now. 26-25, Ohio State in progress here in the first half. Just for people that are in-gamers, right, Mm -hmm. that like to now pick your brain in-game. And I thought you did an excellent job of that, obviously, in the NFL season Are there any uh, do's and don'ts that you have for people in game for college basketball? I don't know
1: if necessarily there are do's and don'ts because there's so many possessions and so many switches with game flow and whatnot. So right now you mentioned Iowa, Ohio State, Ohio State minus four and a half, one sixties, two and a half. This looks to be a really high scoring game. as Most Iowa games are about eight and a half minutes left to go in the first half. Twenty six, twenty five, Ohio State. By the way, uh, Iowa could use this win. I don't think that they would be out, like, on the wrong side of the bubble just yet, but they did lose at home to Michigan on Thursday night. They're mm-hmm. 7-7, 17-8. This is a team that God, has a couple quality wins. They don't have that, like, standout win, though, against, like, a top-10 team or a top-20 team. So, You know, this would be the opportunity for Iowa to get right. This would be a huge statement for them to get a win on the road against the Buckeyes.
2: Some games that are going to come up at the top of the hour here. A really good battle. It should be in the SEC. Tennessee. Ah, uh, boy, they had a nice win last week over Kentucky. Now they're gonna go on the road to take on Arkansas in a pretty tight line there. looks like about a pick um Tennessee a small uh, maybe road favorite here. What do you make of that matchup in the SEC? Yeah, this
1: seems like the the uh, situation or spot or whatever you want to call it, to maybe go against the balls because recall last time out Tuesday night, they were all over Kentucky mm-hmm. and Kentucky was of course without Ty Ty Washington in that game. But remember the first meeting with Tennessee and Kentucky where Tennessee, the number four defensive efficiency team in all of America got 107 put on them in Rupp arena. So they were ready for the wildcats, but Arkansas all of a sudden is coming together a little bit. If, if you know anything about this program or study these guys down in Fayetteville, Eric Musselman gets a lot of transfers into that program. I mean, recruits very well amongst, you know, true freshmen and whatnot, and out of the high schools and the prep schools and whatnot. But really good in terms of usually getting transfers to play together. But sometimes that takes a little bit of time. And now I think the time has passed where all of a sudden you're seeing Arkansas play very well uh, uh, going forward. I think that like this could be the buy, not really a buy low spot because Arkansas is legit right now. They've covered seven straight. They can make a deep run, you would think, in the SEC Mm -hmm. tournament, maybe even the NCAA tournament. They've got the number one defense right now in terms of efficiency, in terms of conference games down there in the SEC. I think their length is going to give Tennessee maybe some problems on the perimeter. That is a great home crowd down there at the Bud Walton Arena for Arkansas. So. Lean to Arkansas here. Under has taken a little bit of support because this was about 141 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Has gone all the way down to 138.
2: And throughout the the last uh, 24 hours, Arkansas has taken some of that money to be a two and a half point favorite now, though. So again, to your point, there tough place to win. Uh, to go down there to Bud Walton and get that W. And right now, uh, Arkansas, two-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. Let's go uh, out west uh, to Wyoming. Big Sky against Air Force here. Wyoming's been an interesting team. Obviously, still ranked at 22nd and might not be ranked uh, this time when the polls come out on Monday. What do you make of this matchup at home against the Falcons?
1: This probably is a get-right spot for Wyoming. And you mentioned you, they just did get ranked because— Wyoming in the Mountain West Conference, and when you get those like non-Power Six conferences, and you get these teams that win a bunch of game in a row, and I've talked about this before, they're in the others receiving votes. If you (laughs) ever look at the top 25 AP poll and Wyoming was there, so they've got the urgency because they want to get that respect put on their name and Mm -hmm. get that number put next to them, and they certainly did the other night, and they went to New Mexico, and one of the things I've been pointing out on my Twitter at West Reynolds One is when you get these teams, you know, you get these like Loyola Chicago's, you get these Davidson's these Wyoming's that win a bunch of games in a row and they finally get ranked that first time out is awful hard for them and everybody gets up for them because it's like oh man this team's ranked we better be up for these guys in New Mexico who's been down this year. Richard Pitino's got a rebuild down there in the pit Mm -hmm. and they got Wyoming outright. So now all of a sudden Wyoming's got to try to get back on track. That is a very competitive mountain West at the top with Wyoming, with Colorado state, with Boise state, uh, San Diego state. Can't forget about them. And even the middle of the league has been solid. You know, UNLV I think has made a lot of improvements this year. They'll get Colorado state late tonight. I think this is probably Wyoming's game. The line looks right. Maybe a small lean to the over.
2: Okay. And also it's getting a couple more before we take a first break. We will talk some golf when we come out of it. Georgetown against Villanova. Georgetown's still trying to get a win. One win for Patrick Ewing in the Big E's. Not likely to come today against Villanova here at number 10 in the country. I I don't know what you make, how you back. The Hoyas at this stage, but they are getting nineteen and a half. Can you make a case either way?
1: If you made me, I would take. And there's some twenty and twenty and a halves out there just to see Georgetown getting over twenty points against Villanova. Uh, It's been a it's been a hard knock life for the Hoyas this year. Six and nineteen, Villanova twenty and six. Villanova does come off that big win that show them who's boss spot because Providence has kind of been the toast of the down here in the big East to start the year Villanova, not far behind. And then you get that team, uh, you know, a lot of people like Providence getting four and a half. Villanova, Mm -hmm. I think only covered by five because Providence is like in every close game. (laughs) So you never really can put these guys away. They're like that, that fly in your ear that never goes away. But Villanova won the game did cover here. So I wonder you know, it's Georgetown, this team's down. Are they really going to run this these guys out? So that's always the concern. Certainly Villanova could cover this number, but if you made me, I'd hold my nose and take the Hoyas.
2: What about number 21, Murray State? The uh, racer is going to take on UT Martin today uh, on the road. Could this be a tricky spot for him?
1: It could be, but Murray State, look, the first time, when they got ranked, they didn't cover. Now they won the game. This team, by the way, is 15 and 0 in the OVC. I think there's like three teams in all of college basketball that are still undefeated in their conference. Murray State is one of them. So obviously, you know, you want to run that. You want to run that through. Now the game coming up, they have this upcoming Thursday is Belmont, mm-hmm. and Belmont is kind of like the second best team. Yeah. That's their big rival in the Ohio Valley Conference. So. Are they looking a little bit ahead of UT Martin? They only beat UT Martin by eight uh, back on January 22nd. So small lean to UT Martin, but usually with these teams, these lower major teams like Murray State that win a bunch of games in a row, it is tough to get in front of that train.
2: All right, we got much more to get to. A lot of college hoops to get through throughout the next three hours. But when we do come back we're to talk about that Genesis Invitational, Wes Reynolds, I always say it. You, Brady Cannon, the Long Shots crew, you guys do an unbelievable job each and every week. you got another potential big dog in there that could cash. We'll talk about Joaquin Neiman and what he's done so far and the rest of the slate right there at the Genesis. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on Deason, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
0: or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every single game. you gonna be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money-wide over-unders and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. .com. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. We are here at Circus Sportsbook betting across America right here on a Saturday. You know, when I do that read, I, I go data and then data. Are mm-hmm. you a data or data guy?
1: Tomato, tomato, yeah, I, let's call the whole thing off.
2: There you go. I know, I, I always say this, and again, I hope you people listen to the Long Shots podcast weekly right here. Uh, right here, Wes Reynolds, uh, Brady Cannon. I think you guys do a remarkable job of trying to identify each and every week in the PGA Tour, Possible, and I, dare I say, long shot winners. And look, they're not going to cash each and every week because yet this tour is just so talented when you watch the PGA tour on a weekly basis. But you guys I did identify, and I know you did specifically Joaquin Neiman uh, this week. And so far, the Chilean mm-hmm. has not disappointed. I mean, the first two rounds, you couldn't have played any better. I believe he set the 36 hole record yes. at the Genesis Invitational by going 16 under. Uh, so far today, he's even par, which is not bad right now. He's got a one-shot lead over Young, a four-shot lead right now over Justin Thomas, and the Aussie Adam Scott right now trying to make a small move. He's four back. Max Home, the defending champion, six back. Really, t- really impressive. Just to see Home on the first page of that leaderboard. Uh, first of all, how do you go into that the breakdown here on long shots each and every week to identify somebody who I believe in pocket was what about? 60 plus yes. to one right yes. to, to win this tournament
1: yeah usually when i put together an outright card for a golf event there's always like one or two guys that are kind of like okay they've just had a lot of good finishes they've got a lot of good recent form going into this you know top tens top 20s so i can tell that they're playing good golf then you have a couple guys that might be like horses for courses so right. to speak you know guys that play well at the same event every single year you know sometimes the guys that play the masters Every single year, they tend to play well and, and you know keep a consistent line of form. Then I look at market to see like, okay, who's getting bet on the overseas exchanges early and seeing, you know, okay, maybe someone knows something that I don't know. And I go with the <laughs> someone's like Lee Corso always says. And then I look at stat models and I look at, you know, guys that strokes gained approach or is strokes gained off the tee going to be really important or proximity from 175 to 200 yards. There's all kind of little stats you can look at And I usually model it last 24 rounds, last 36 rounds. You can go up to 50 if you want, or even as short as 12 rounds. So I use that software, uh, fantasynational.com is where I use it. So I'll give those guys a little plug. It's it's amazing. And, and, you know, and I modeled the stats. And one of the things that stood out with Neiman, it actually wasn't any of that, but I just kind of looked at last year here. Walking Neiman after 36 holes was in second place. He ended up finishing 43rd because he shot a 78 on Saturday because the wind really blew out there. I think there were like three guys of the 67 that made the cut that broke 70 on Saturday last year. So, you know, you got to put those finishes because when you just look at like a form line where it's like 22nd, 43rd, 16th, you know, that doesn't always give you context. So you dig a little deeper and that's why I thought, okay, Neiman, you know, who's been playing well, been playing solid late. Would be up there currently 16 under par. He just has a one-shot lead, though. Plus 120 currently at BetMGM to be the tournament winner. By the way, you can bet live. Uh, I've got another pony in there, too, as well. Justin Thomas, who is, I believe, four back at 12 under par. As Neiman going to try to roll he his 30 one. in? And he does, and he is now 17 under. Wow. Should be too clear of Cameron Young. Uh, who is
2: Cameron Young? He won twice on the Corn Ferry Tour goodness. last year.
1: He was second. He was right in the mix in one of those fall events that we kind of lose sight of because of obviously NFL and college football. So it's like golf gets put on the back burner in the fall, you know, September on and Cameron young was second right in the mix to win the Sanderson farm championship down in Mississippi. But that's the only time he's really contended for a win. So he shot nine under yesterday. You talk about Neiman with the record eight (laughs) under eight under 16 under, Neiman had to shoot eight under just to be two ahead of Cameron Young. who was nine under yesterday. So Cameron Young, Justin Thomas, and Joaquin Neiman are the final group. We'll give you the updated prices now as Justin Thomas going to have to have a par save here to go ahead and stay five back of Joaquin Neiman. He is 12 under par. Cameron Young, by the way, 15 under, and I don't believe Justin Thomas made it. Oh, he did. I'm wrong.
2: What what a par save by JT. That's a great par
1: save. And by the way, Neiman now... These get updated constantly during this tournament at BetMGM. Neiman even uh, money to win this. Justin Thomas plus 350. Cam Young plus 450. Wow. Adam Scott has been the danger man wow, today. he's on fire. Yeah, he's a former winner here, too. So, you know, that's a guy I usually bet, too. More often than not, he's on my guard here every year. But I didn't have him, and I might regret it if he keeps going like he is. He's 12 under, 3 under through his first six holes today. So, Adam Scott, 7-1. to one. Victor Hovland, 11 to 1, making a little bit of a move mm-hmm. today. He, I believe, is now 10 under par, 3 under on his round. Max Homa, you mentioned, is also 10 under par, 22 to 1. So you've got plenty of prices here. You've About like the top group of 25 or 30 players here. So Joaquin Neiman, even money, all the way down to like Martin Laird and Cage Lee at 750 to 1. So right now, Neiman, Young, Thomas, Scott, Homa and Victor Hovland, your top six.
2: You know, it's amazing because, again, I think it gets thrown out a lot in the PGA Tour, and certainly you look at the players uh, down there in Florida, and they're going to say, well, that's the fifth major, right? The unofficial fifth major. You can make it again. It's an invitational, so it's not an open, right? It's an invitational. It's Tiger Woods's tournament here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the, uh, the, the, yeah, ceremony. the Tiger
1: Woods Foundation, right. by the way, is the host of this event. So he was at his press conference, you know, okay, when are you going to get back that out was there? Every big question, cat? right? How yeah, do you feel? Like, when are you coming well, back? Well, he's like, Well, I got to start walking first because <laughs> really he's, he this. says, Look, I'm having trouble walking, and <laughs> right. I think he's being candid and honest about it. So, between that topic, between this whole Saudi Golf oh. League that Greg Norman is buying and uh, Phil Mickelson with his comments uh, didn't go well with some of the players out there. So uh, a lot of controversy out there on the PGA uh, con- Tour, right?
2: I would say there lots of controversy for sure. And so when you look at this one, because it's an invitational, so you don't have the big expanded field that you might get, say, you know, at a U.S. Open or something along those lines. um, You can make the case with the top 11 players, because Cam Smith, by the way, is the 11th ranked player right now Mm -hmm. in the world, that this is, with that shorter field, one of the best non-majors
1: out there. It's certainly been the best so far this season. You mentioned, uh, I think it was 35 of the top 50 official world golf ranking, OWGR. All the top 10 here this week. Rory McIlroy here this Mm -hmm. week. Dustin Johnson. A couple of these notables, though, did miss the cut. Dustin Johnson missed the cut. Brooks Koepka, not in the top 10. He missed the cut. Patrick Cantlay, I think, made it on the number. But, yeah, you had a lot of guys. Bubba Watson was a guy I did think was going to play well here. He's won here three times. Really was good last week on approach in Phoenix. And he goes ahead and misses the cut.
2: I just wonder, and again, I, I, I it would have been very interesting, and I don't know which way it would have gone pre-flop if this, if this prop was available, which it was not. But let me give you a, a hypothetical one. If I told you I'll give you the top 11 players in the world mm-hmm. and or the field, what would you have bet? I don't even know what the number theoretically would have been, but that's why I'm so surprised yeah. by Neiman and young with what, yeah. what they're doing. It sounds like a law firm that what they're doing so far. I mean, they're right now. Those two guys we're talking about three clear of the rest of the field.
1: Yeah. I still would have played probably the top 10 because I did bet a couple top 10 mm-hmm. guys. I did bet Rory. He has not gone on. He's about 200 to one. So he's several shots back. And, You know, Justin Thomas is a top 10 guy. Victor Hovland, a top 10 guy. Morikawa, a top 10 guy. So you're giving me me those guys. But, yeah, Neiman uh, has played very well here. And this now is an invitational event, as you mentioned. So only 120 players. Usually you get, you know, 150-plus players in in your traditional, like, Honda Classic. Like, that's going to be the event next week when they start the Florida Swing. So, this is an event that you have to somewhat qualify for. You've either had to been a recent PGA Tour winner or you have to be so some certain place in the world ranking mm-hmm. or something like that. So this used to be the old L.A. Open. Now it is the Genesis Invitational hosted by the Tiger Woods Foundation.
2: And again, I always say this in relation to the first major of the year, which will be that first week of April, which will, of course, be the Masters at Augusta National. Do you take anything from the, this is the end of the West Coast swing, then they're going to start to go down mm-hmm. to Florida and start mm-hmm. going to the East Coast as we get ready for Georgia there in April? Do you take something from this, or will this be a foregone, distant no. memory, say for a guy like Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepler, as you mentioned, those two big guns missing the cut Well, this I week. think
1: for an event like this, this is actually very comparable to Augusta. A lot of guys at Riviera that have won at Riviera have won at Augusta National, mm-hmm. Bubba Watson. Adam Scott, Phil Mickelson. So there is like a course correlation. That doesn't mean I disqualify a guy just because he misses the cut here, because the one thing about the masters with the future prices, no major has their prices up longer than the masters because there's so much time in between like the fall. And then when we go down to Augusta national in April, so these are going to vary week to week. It's like when a guy wins a big PGA tour event, like Joaquin Neiman, if he wins, I don't know what his price is at Augusta national right now, but it's going to get cut Correct. because then they're going to be like, Oh God, we got to pay attention to this kid. Kind of similar to what Cameron Smith was mm-hmm. at the, uh, at the opening event at the tournament of champions out in Kapalua and Hawaii. So yeah, you're going to see like these prices go up and down. Some are going to shorten, some are going to drift. If they don't really show good form. So maybe you get like a Dustin Johnson or Brooks Kepka or one of those guys drifting. So it's all with the masters, especially with so much lead up time into it in terms of the time to bet. You don't have to necessarily get in right away. A lot of it is timing. If you want to get the best price,
2: MGM has Neiman it 50 to one guess for Tiger Woods is 40 to one. Because they know people are
1: going to bet, Tiger Dave. That's why they're not going to give you what his fair odds are.
2: Love it. We'll have much more golf talk later on this afternoon. When we come back, let's talk some college basketball futures as well. Come on back, betting across America on VCN, the sports betting network.
0: This is betting across America
1: on VCN, the sports betting network.
2: If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSON schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows. Download and listen on your schedule. Go to VSon.com slash podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops. We've got First Strike. We've got Long Shots and many, many more. They're all free and available now at vsoncom slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Sitting next to One half of the Long Shots crew, Wes Reynolds. I am Dave Ross, and of course, check out First Strike. We've got a UFC event that we'll get to a little bit later on this evening. I think you might find some profitable scenarios that you and I might be able to help navigate our listening and viewing audience through. I do want to get to some college basketball futures, because Wes, admittedly, you know me by now, I'm an NFL guy, UFC guy, golf guy, Mm -hmm. and then once... We start to switch the seasons.
1: Now, this time of year, everybody gets interested in college basketball. I Bingo. mean, that's just how it is because it's like, okay, we don't have football to bet on. So now, college basketball, I, I often kid about the people in the uh, service advisory or tout business, <laughs> right. uh, to be less politically correct, that's like, They've been knee-deep in football. They've been selling NFL and selling college football all year. So now it's like, oh, we're college basketball experts. Huge. We got the lock of the night here for the college basketball (laughs) card. So, of course, they're going to ABS, always be selling.
2: I Love it. Absolutely. So I'm going to look at those futures odds here in college basketball. Because, again, this is why I know you've been immersed in it since November, unlike most of the Johnny-come-latelys now out here in our industry. Look, I have not. Admittedly, watched a lot of the Zags out Mm -hmm. on the West Coast here, right? I have seen a bit of Kentucky. Who hasn't seen Duke and or Purdue? Arizona, I know you saw them early out here in Las Vegas. You had a good read on them from the jump. Auburn, of course, number two in the country right now. They're 10-1 to to cut down the nets. UCLA, Villanova, Kansas, those are interesting teams to me. Baylor's been a little bit injury-prone here, trying to get healthier. Mm -hmm. When you try to navigate this now, and again, you got some really good tickets already in pocket from preseason, pre-flop. How have you adjusted if you have it all? Uh, as we get closer here to March Madness, when you look at some of these prices yeah. you have for yeah,
1: futures? I only actually did a couple college basketball futures this year. The one I bet immediately after the Final Four last year was Purdue mm-hmm. because they were bringing everybody back, and I got them at twenty-five to one. They're now ten to one, so Great you're not going to see twenty-five to one again. However, I do have concerns about Purdue. They okay. are number one in offensive efficiency. So it's like, what the hell are you concerned about? <laughs> well, they're not in the top 100 in defensive efficiency because if you've watched Purdue over the years, they're a defense first team. Right? They're always really good defensively. So I get, okay, you got to sacrifice some defense to get that type of offense. But they did, they really struggle guarding off the dribble, Dave. And you just worry they get in a tournament. I don't think that they're going to be out in the first round like last year against North Texas. So you're not going to be able to slow Purdue to a crawl. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're going to get upset. I mean, this is a team I think at least makes the sweet 16, potentially the elite eight, but when they get against a really good team that has a lot of good athletes, are they going to get out? Athleted? I mean, they're so efficient offensively, but they got to start being better defensively. I think uh, I, I was on uh, with Brady Cannon on Lombardi line this week. And we, you know, we we're talking about when you get this late in the season with like college basketball futures, if you look at the trends, mm-hmm. I believe when you combine the offensive efficient, uh, efficiency rankings, defensive efficiency, and you can take this right from the Ken bomb, right, right from Ken Pomeroy's site, and you combine them, you want to see a mark under 50 when you do the totals. I think there's been one team in like the last 20 plus years, and that was the 2014 UConn team with Kevin where I think their offensive ratings yeah. were not you know, in like the top 25 and not in the top 50 in terms of a combined rating. So when you look at all of those teams, I think Gonzaga, obviously Kentucky, Duke, Arizona, Auburn, like they all fit, Uh, but if you want to try to find maybe a little bit of value down the board that aren't one of like the two or three top chalky teams, I mean, I think Villanova at 18 to one is a very fair price. And the reason why I do is because number one, That is a culture program. Jay Wright has been there and done that, won a couple national championships. But one thing Villanova does have that I think wins in the NCAA tournament, they got senior guards. Mm -hmm. Senior guards win in the NCAA tournament. They have Colin Gillespie, who's as good of a leader and as good of a floor general, really, as anybody in the country. No, the kid's not going to be a lottery pick like some of these other teams have, you know, like – Gonzaga has home grin and Duke has Paulo Bonchero and Purdue has Jay Nivey, mm-hmm. Arizona has got a couple guys, Auburn's got Jabari Smith. So you want senior guards. I think, you know, what does Mike Bray at Notre Dame say? Get old, stay old. That works in college basketball. Now, now if you just so happen to be like John Gallipari one year and you get like all five-star kids and they just happen to come together at the right time and you get the right group with the right attitude, then talent can win. Cause I mean, that's how coach Cal does. He's like, I'll take talent over experience every single time. And look, now Kentucky is the second choice. I actually bet them in December at 18 to Mm one. And now they're eight to one. Purdue and Kentucky are my only two futures, but Villanova, 18 to one, Illinois, 20 to one. Nice win for Illinois today. They got out big on Michigan state. Sparty made a run and you know, it got to within two points in the final minute. And Illinois showed some guts. Uh, they they showed some some huevos, if you will, because they had to survive that onslaught because you see a team, it's like, oh my God, and they just fold. And Illinois didn't fold, and they ended up getting a five-point win up in East Lansing. Not an easy place to win. So, Illinois 20-1, to Texas Tech was very impressive today. I think yep. that you're going to start to see them get a little bit of money. They just went in and swept Texas. They just came off a sweep over Baylor, so... They're not number one in the Big 12 right now. I think Kansas still has the lead in terms of conference record, but those are kind of teams you don't really want to go down, I think, at this point too far. I know we all love a long shot. We get that random team that gets hot. That's what I was going to ask you about. It is so hard to
2: find somebody, though. Well, let me give you three teams at 100-1 to in the same conference. Mm Mm-hmm. Your Indiana Hoosiers? No. <laughs> no. I knew that was coming. No. No shot. You got one. You know, like you have an elite player. Like I look. I get it. It's a long shot. That's why it's 100 to one. But when you have an elite inside player, look. I have to go back to my team, Syracuse. I did go to VCU, but I'm a big Syracuse fan. Carmelo Anthony, 2003. He and GMAC really helped propel them as a three seed to get all the way and win the national championship. No, they were not 101. Michigan is the the other team I want to ask about. They're getting hot now. I know Michigan pre flop. We all thought this was a top 10 team. Mm. And then they look like maybe a team is going to miss the postseason altogether. And now at a hundred to one, the way the rounding is shape. We're looking at long shots here, people, Mm -hmm. right? We're not, we're not giving you chalky picks. Is there an outside shot that Michigan right now peaking at the right time? Juwan Howard, I'm a believer in what he's doing there in the big 10. And the other team was Iowa. We know they don't play any defense, but they can outscore people. Right. As extreme long shots. You've already kanked your alma mater. uh, Indiana said, Nope, I'm not backing them. Michigan and or Iowa, any value there?
1: Iowa doesn't guard well enough for me. I know they can outscore, but eventually you can get a team that can outscore you, right? You know, what if they're getting the sweet 16 against Gonzaga? What are they going to outscore Gonzaga? No, they can't guard. I mean, Gonzaga at least can get stops, but of those three big 10 teams, Michigan might have a little bit of interest because I think they're starting to run better. You know, it seemed like they didn't like playing with each other because yeah, there's some new players, some returners, and then some transfers that came in. So they're only 14 and 10, eight and six in the conference. Nice win on the road though, against Iowa. Mm-hmm. They did beat Purdue, so They proved that they can beat an elite team. This team's got some good wins. A win at Indiana, a win over San Diego state at home in the non-conference, but They got to start guarding a little bit better. I think the offense, their offense is efficient enough. They run a lot of ball screen, high ball screen stuff, a lot of pick and roll. So they do about as much of that as anybody in the country offensively. But I do think that they've got to guard a little bit better. Now they got Wisconsin tomorrow on the road. Then you get Rutgers and Illinois at home. And also, uh, I believe, I believe they got four in a row at home, Rutgers, Illinois, Michigan State, Iowa, and then they go to Ohio State. So you got four of your last six at home in Chrysler Arena. That means this team, if they can get on a roll and win those home games, look, that hundred to one is going to be gone. That doesn't mean it's going to get like slashed to like 20 to one or something ridiculous. Right. But Michigan is one of those teams kind of in that hundred to one range. I might take a look at, I know Arkansas at 80 to one, and we're going to see them here at the mm-hmm. top of the hour. They're going to play against Tennessee, Arkansas. All of a sudden they're getting those transfers, Eric Musselman getting those guys back together, finally put Chris likes on the bench. who is was the Miami hurricane transfer, kind of like a little mighty mouse. I believe he's like five, seven or five, eight, but now they've got him off the bench in that six man role. And I think the team has played better ever
2: since. Yeah, absolutely. So again, we're just trying to find you. I know people do like to bet long shots, realistic long shots. So Wes is Xed Indiana. Do not waste they your gotta, money. There. they got to make the damn tournament first. They gotta get in. <laughs> Iowa, same scenario there. They could be on the outside looking in, but Michigan feels like they're in. And at that same value, peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're looking for a true long shot, I think that the schedule might be. now,
1: as I mentioned too, becomes more favorable. So uh, I don't know how far this team was going to go. I wasn't impressed with them against Arizona. Arizona just absolutely ran them mm-hmm. out of the t Mobile when I saw them in November, but you know the same team. The team in February isn't always the team in November, for better or worse. So I do think Michigan at least has the potential. If you're wanting to just take a shot with somebody down the board. That would be the big ticket. I might take a small shot with nothing to go to war with,
2: though. Uh, Arizona, by the way, plus eight hundred right now to cut down the nets. And again, if you follow Wes as I do on Twitter at Wes Reynolds One during an Indiana basketball game,
1: it's very interesting. You're, you're very, you, if you like misery and uh, <laughs> curmudgeonliness. I don't even know if that's a word. Or, I like uh, it though. Or just flat out being pissed off, then. I'm your follower for that.
2: When we come back, Mike Perrano is going to join us. Of course, he is a sportsbook manager over at Mandalay Bay. We're keeping an eye on the golf, keeping an eye on the college basketball, keeping an eye on everything. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on v the sports betting network.
3: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio
0: app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is Betting Across America on VSIN,
1: the Sports Betting Network.
2: BetMGM customers can score big with a special offer on the NBA All-Star Game. Simply place a $25 money line wager, excuse me, $25 wager on the game. You're going to receive a $10 free bet that you can use for any other NBA wager. Just opt into the promotion, place your bet, and enjoy the All-Star Game like never before with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Get a piece of the NBA action all season long with the king of sportsbooks. Sign in to your BetMGM account today to receive a $10 free bet on the NBA when you bet $25 on the All-Star Game. Tipping off on Sunday, February 20th. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Opt-in required, 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call one 800 gambler or Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America right here on Beeson each and every Saturday across uh, the Betting uh, Bet Across America right here. We've had Mike Peronio join us. You've normally been over at Mandalay mm-hmm. Bay. You're now here at Circus Sportsbook, but the Sportsbook manager does join us now. And Mike, I know I got Wes here in studio. But I'm sure at least we can have this conversation like we normally do on Saturdays. It feels like the calm after the storm here, the Super Bowl, of course, last Sunday. What are what are the betters right now, BetMGM? What are you seeing over at Mandalay Bay, at least, uh, so far on a Saturday here with so many other options now, college basketball, golf, Daytona 500 tomorrow? What are you seeing?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a post-Super Bowl kind of, Fog and haze, kind of. Everyone's kind of not really here yet, and the the action, even with all the games on college basketball, nothing really to to do on that. Uh, uh, Obviously, the results on the Super Bowl were very good for us, but uh, yeah, it's been uh, a little slower, and now we're kind of turning to the March Madness, of course. Uh, Vegas and Mandalay, where we're located, with these tournaments we're going to have and conference championship tournaments here in town. Uh, I'm surprised they don't move every conference championship to Vegas. Uh, <laughs> it, it seems fitting, and and we have enough room and hotels to do it. So hopefully we'll keep adding them. Uh, it's kind of fun to be here for those tournaments pre March Madness.
1: Mike, uh, you know, right after the Super Bowl, do you see betters immediately get involved? Do they wait a week or two, or? wait for the conference tournaments to really get in there because I know talking to enough odds makers, look, these guys are face deep in football, whether it's college football or the NFL, and then kind of early January, they get caught up on their numbers. And then the Super Bowl, obviously college basketball goes back on the back burner, but are you seeing betters like get involved? Like right now, or do you think they're just going to wait another week just to kind of like assess, okay, who's good, who's not good and whatnot.
5: Yeah. And you're, you know, you're right on. Think in that way because basically, also what's happening right now is there's a lot of games that are meaningless, and and I know they're they're in conference and everything, but uh, you know the tournaments is how you get into the tournament, and uh, it's 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 the big time of year. So you're right, they're taking a little break now. There's not a lot going on. Uh, Once the conference tournaments start gearing up, uh, you'll see uh, people back full blow. And then then we get into March Madness and it it gets insane. But uh, uh, March Madness is still a very, very big, big, time of year for us it's four days of just i mean it's uh, it's like kevin if you're mining for gold you would you hit a big vein when you come to march Madness. <laughs> because it's it's amazing to be here with the crowds and it's a different excitement and it, it's absolutely you know non-stop from eight in the morning till 12 at night some of these games get over with the late start so it's a different different ball of wax but it, it's definitely uh, uh, one of our busiest times by far
2: talking with the Sportsbook director. Uh, over at Mandalay Bay, Bay Mike Peranio. Mike, let we'll stay on the college basketball theme here. And Wes and I were just looking at long shots, maybe to cut down the nets here. Uh, some really good numbers out there. Do you guys have any liability right now that you have taken action on here before we get to March Madness? Some teams, that is, is it just the usual suspects that you guys would have liked to avoid cutting down the nets?
5: Yeah, 100% usual uh, suspects. Uh, that's the one thing about college basketball because we end up almost every year with one and two seeds playing for the national championship. Now it doesn't happen every year. Don't get me wrong. And it, Recently it hasn't happened. But uh, typically you're going to get uh, out of the four teams left in the final four, almost always one or two seeds. There might be a, a smaller or a higher seed than that. But usually three of the four are one or two seeds. So uh, we the futures don't ever really hurt us in college basketball basketball there's there's like hope and prayers and sometimes you <laughs> see gonzaga in there which has changed now that they're actually good enough to win it all but to be, for years they were bet like crazy and they just were hadn't made the step where they could win it quite now seems like they're in that that category where they can win it. So, uh, But we're not going to get hurt. There's so many teams in college basketball, and people typically bet their hometown teams, even if they have no shot. I mean, you look at our college basketball futures, and there's us maybe three – 400 teams on there. If we can't make money on that, I don't know how, why, how we could ever not make money with that <laughs> many teams. Uh, we just uh, adjust them as we go. And uh, it, you're right, the usual suspects are always there, Kentucky, Duke, you know, on and on.
1: Mike, uh, uh, speaking of uh, basketball, we'll move over to the pros just really quickly. This, mm-hmm. of course, being NBA All-Star Weekend, uh, all the festivities in Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, we have the game, of course, tomorrow, which... Look, we we had the Pro Bowl here a couple weeks ago, Dave, oh and it's like it's so hard to bet like these all-star games anyway, but people end up doing it. So I'm interested to see, Mike, are you seeing like handle on the game or are you seeing handle on some of the contests? Of course, tonight is the only time I bet for all-star week, and I usually take a couple guys in the three-point contest, but are betters going ahead and betting that skills challenge, that three-point, that dunk, and then the game tomorrow?
5: Yeah, I mean it's almost uh it's this it's similar to like Super Bowl. You have a lot of people that play these Three points and the the skills and all that, and then there's people that are playing the game. Uh, I do want to comment, though. That, you know, there maybe there is a uh, thing for betting in these All Star games because it doesn't seem what sport it matters if we can't put an over high enough on these mm-hmm. All Star games. Because <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter what sport it is, nobody plays defense. I guess that's too much effort in an All Star game. <laughs> but, uh, and you saw, like with the football, you know, it, it didn't matter what the total was; they, they were going to go over on that. So we do have some liability on those overs and those all-star games just because of the way they play them
1: yeah, one of the things you do see in this NBA All-Star game, at least recent years, Mike's absolutely right. No defense in the first three quarters. You get down to, like, maybe the final six minutes of the fourth quarter. These guys start playing they defense, do. though. Then the competitors, uh, you know, kind of sneak in. And then, of course, uh, they change the format and whatnot. So, yeah, no surprise that the over's getting bad.
2: Here. Yeah, maybe if you back yeah. the over, you better hope they get it early. Because, again, yeah. if it gets down and it's close, in on an under. there you go. So, you're seeing it right there with Team LeBron against Team Durant. The over (laughs) 320 and a half It's just insanity. But uh, Mike, to your point, is probably going to get bet accordingly uh, to the over. Just can't set those high enough. Let's stay with the NBA theme here. Are you seeing uh, for for cutting down the nets here in the NBA? uh, What are you seeing there? Because now it's it's odd with the Lakers kind of in shambles here and obviously not a favorite. Phoenix, of course, right now, maybe the, the small favorite in the West to get back to the championship for a second year in a row. You know, you had the big trade in the NBA with Brooklyn and and Philadelphia here, but Milwaukee's the defending champs. What are you seeing from a betting perspective here for uh, futures to cut down the nets in the NBA?
5: Yeah, I mean, the trades made huge. We had took some pretty decent bets once those trades were announced, and and the, our key is to make sure we know about the trades before anyone else does because mm-hmm. that definitely makes a big difference, and and Brooklyn is obviously getting bet. But, uh, but MGM, once again, uh, looking at the futures here, we're in good shape on the NBA futures and uh, almost on, no matter who plays. Of course, it helps that, the, like you said, the Lakers are in shambles. We're always going to get Lakers, Clippers, just because of location. Mm-hmm. And also now Utah and Denver uh, being good teams, we're getting some of that along with Arizona. So it's kind of a little west coast uh, area here where we're pretty decent teams again and uh, we're getting some action on that but we're in a good position on on the NBA and uh, you know who knows the NBA's two and a half months or something of playoffs it's like <laughs> it can't go on any longer than it already is so uh, we'll we'll have some adjustments probably during that two months of playoffs we'll have to make but uh, as of right now we're in good shape on those thanks to the traders we got we had ben MGM
1: Yeah and it helps also to have some teams maybe that weren't expected to be up at the mm-hmm. top like in the East the Bulls and the Heat you even though they, I think the Heat have more staying power, but you know the Grizzlies now trying to chase down the Warriors and the Suns, and then the Nuggets might be the team that I think people are going to start to hit on the futures, though, because you're going to get Jamal Murray healthy at some point. Michael Porter Jr. could come back. We know Jokic is the MVP favorite right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mike, uh, in terms of awards, while I'm thinking about that with MVP, where, where are you what are you getting there? I mean, are you just getting Jokic and Embiid money pretty much?
5: yeah that's that's pretty much it. I mean the odds are good on the other people but uh there's just no no way to to bet those and and make any money with those two guys uh taking all the and after what happened last year, I think uh, there probably, you know, there might be some voting saying we're making up for last year's mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, who knows? Uh, anything can happen. There's still a lot of basketball to play. And the interesting thing about it all is, is with no baseball, the the light is going to be shining on uh, the other sports, hockey and NBA. And those teams and those sports, if they do it right, can make an impact on their bottom line by taking advantage of baseball not being going.
2: Absolutely. Hey, Mike, always appreciate the conversation. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. We're coming back with live updates on college basketball and golf. It is betting across America right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
3: 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.